let me uh get these crafts out of the way. Um, hi, and uh, welcome to uh, Appreciating Thursdays, where we take a look at something small, maybe even insignificant, and just try and appreciate it a little bit better. I'm Pastor Dan, and this week we're going to be talking about arts and crafts. With a misty recollection, I can see a vacation Bible school craft activity where I was charged with the sticking together of toothpicks and marshmallows. For the life of me, I couldn't tell you what it was I was charged to make, just that what I did make was eaten, minus the toothpicks of course, moments after it was completed. I can also tell you that on a regular basis in the past year and a half, I have marveled at my girlfriend's habit of turning devotions, notes on math, and to-do lists into bite-sized craft opportunities. Decorative drawings or creative inserts speckle her otherwise neat and organized journals. Naturally, these arts and crafts have a personality to them. A spark of excitement for learning can be seen, as well as the simple desire for things to pop off the page. There is a tactile pleasure to arts and crafts, which is obvious to everyone who does them, and utterly useless to those of us who do not do them. Crafts are either a simple and rewarding creative outlet, or the messy wads of paper which cling to your refrigerator. I'll be honest, I tend to fall into the latter camp. Crafts have never really excited me. I've always subconsciously placed them in a category of sub-creativity, of not-quite-art. And as a creative adult, I pompously say to myself, I ought to be writing short stories or taking up painting or whatever other artistic endeavor I have dubbed mature. And after having this enlightened thought, I promptly write no short stories, compose no ballads, and paint no paintings. All the while, my girlfriend pursues her arts and crafts. She will be happy to hear that I am wrong, and she is right. Arts and crafts are not only good outlets for creativity, but there are also ones I would now argue reflect God's character. Look at the beginning of the Bible. In this love letter that God writes us, we are told the story of a hero, that's God, who sent his only son to die for us so that we could be saved from our own failures and reunited with him. The question we should all be asking ourselves at this point then is, who is this God? Who is our hero? Well, don't worry, he tells us. Throughout his word, he outlines his love, his mercy, his desire for justice, and his unfathomable patience. But the first thing God tells us about himself, the first characteristic he shares, is that he is creative. We get this from Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, which reads, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. This is the first thing that we learn about God, but there is more to it than that. Skip with me, if you will, to Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. Up until this point, God has been making the best arts and crafts imaginable. The sun, the moon, the stars, the ocean, plants and birds and fish, and woodland critters. And every one of these things he calls good, which is an understatement, if you ask me. But then he decides to create humankind. Here it is, Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. 
Then God said, I give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it. They will be yours for food. And all the beasts of the earth and all the birds in the sky and all the creatures that move along the ground, everything that has the breath of life in it, I give every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. I asked my students at youth group why he calls the creation of humans very good when everything else he simply called good. And one student said, because we are made in God's image, and he is very good. We are image bearers of God, called to be like Christ. This certainly includes the virtues of love, patience, and mercy, but should it not also include creativity? At this point in the Bible, without any knowledge of God or Jesus beyond what we have read, to be made like God would suggest to be made like someone who can make things. The very act of creativity is a good thing. What you create may be foul or be used in wicked acts, but when we create, there is a part of our DNA that sings in tune with the Lord Almighty. So sing along. There is a lie that I believe that do be creative, I must write the next greatest novel. But perhaps a letter to a loved one can be just as great. Instead of waiting for the next big idea that declares, yes, you are a creative person, remind yourself of that truth regularly in any way that you can. Create music by singing along in your car, create stories by retelling them to friends, and make fabulous sculptures out of Elmer's glue and macaroni.